man where do i start uh well first welcome uh welcome back to another episode of the record spinner podcast i am here with a good pal of mine uh brother dalton who is a fellow collector uh I'm, i've mentioned him as black liberation music on a number of episodes that is his ig handle and you know i'm kind of an ig guy uh, when it comes to the records and stuff but yeah like just kicking things off man how are you how is how's the family man i'm good i'm good man peace and light thanks for having me bro um pleasure to be here um yeah man awesome all good awesome stuff man awesome stuff uh so you are the founder of one of the coolest things that i've seen in the record community and and i just want to know like what made you um create this idea um where brothers get together and chop it up about records and share their ideas and share their perspectives on records where did where did this idea come from yeah it's a good question man um so i you know i've been collecting for quite some time and um you know that experience has always been local whoever's in my local community and my wife actually encouraged me to uh you know to get it on social media it's i'm a a little bit you know i'm just maybe a few years uh older than than that that generation but Mm -hmm. uh my wife encouraged me to get on because it's a it's a whole new world and you can really you know have you know connect with people like-minded individuals so i created my instagram page uh, maybe two years ago now thereabouts and um you know i immediately started one enjoying what other people were doing and then wanting to offer and uh, contribute uh in my own way and so that that was um productive and fruitful but frankly man it got to the point where i started to get frustrated with some of the some of the tendencies and things that i was seeing in the in the uh the instagram community specifically mm-hmm. and online forums and so i started to think about ways um to better handle and manage that and connect with people on a deeper level and mm-hmm. that's what led to the mm-hmm. the call that you're now a part of man man i i really enjoy that and i think that that's such a, a unique and creative idea i know that that's something that a lot of communities have across the board and especially in these forums and and that that thing that was missing i think i i that you alluded to i think i know what that was and and that was something that i noted as well and um in the community that we're part of and and seeing uh, a lot for me it was seeing a lot of people who didn't look like me talk about art artists who look like me um and mm-hmm. art that spoke to me right like that was something that like made me like really pause for a second and say hey like why why are there no why are all of our like heroes and relics like why are they being like remembered by everybody but us it seemed right like so that that's perception Mm -hmm. i know that there are people out there now especially so for for me i i always want to know where people start so one of the first things i want to know is like what got you into records how when how long ago was this what record was the 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 aha moment or like where did it start yeah man so so my pops really i have to give him a lot of credit you know my dad is uh, always been an avid, uh, you know, record collector, 
And so I grew up with records in the house. Um, and he's primarily, you know, jazz, jazz fusion, funk, okay. stuff like that, that right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I remember distinctly um, going through his collection just routinely as a kid. And, you know, he would, he always, he was always open, allowed me to touch his record player and go through his records. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. I know a lot of cats, they don't, they don't have that experience. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, my dad was open, man. And um, I remember there's two albums in particular that really kind of, that he put me on that that I was able to connect back to hip hop because, I mean, that's, you know, hip hop raised me. And mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, but that Herbie Hancock uh, Headhunters joint was classic. When I heard that, it it um, it was transformative for me. And then the other one is um, Weather Report, uh, Heavy Weather. Mm, so that's the nice. that's that group with you know Jaco Pastorius mm -hmm. and Wayne Shorter and Joe Zelenol and man, just. It's a super group. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And I remember, I mean, every time, actually, every time I see that weather report, I buy it. I probably have, <laughs> nice. I probably have like, like 15 copies. Um, That's awesome. Because yeah. So I, so I, I remember listening to that record, man. And, uh, and I remember being uh, astounded that my dad was listening to something that was as cool, if not cooler than the stuff I was listening to. Yeah. So, I made that connection and then it was on wax. And so from there I started, um, you know, saving my money and, um, going to buy records, really, uh, records used to come out on Tuesdays back in the like eighties oh, and nineties. Don't, don't date yourself. You all right. Don't date <laughs> right, yourself. Right. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know when they switched to Fridays, but it used to be Tuesdays. And so I would, you know, I would, uh, come home from school That's dope. and I, I take my loot and I, I'd go to the local record store and, uh, you know, buy the one record for what, really the month. What were you looking for then? What, what were you looking for at that age? Uh, man, lots of um, like anything Native Tongue related. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was all hip hop. Mm -hmm. It was all it was all hip hop for me. But then I started to venture out into um, early, you know, kind of seventies Miles Davis. Okay, I really started That's to get into that stuff. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started to branch out from there. 
Okay. I started with 40s Miles Davis. And so, like, it, it, it was weird. No, it was weird because I, I didn't like it, right? So, like, I, I have the almost the exact same story as you, uh, minus the pops. My pops was in and out, and he did have a lot of records around. Uh, my mother was a big music fan as well. Um, and so my intro into jazz came really late. So that's one of the things I also wanted to talk to you about um, because I feel like jazz has this this, uh, this motif around it for being very highbrow now. And I just want your perspective on that, but I'll get to that in a sec. Yeah. So when I first start with Miles, I start with his earliest stuff. I start with like, you know, his stuff with Cannonball, his stuff with, uh, his stuff with a bird. And mm -hmm. of course his first, one of his first releases, which was uh, Rebirth or Birth, yeah, Birth of the Cool. Sorry, not Rebirth. That's my, that's my IG handle. <laughs> <laughs> Birth of the Cool was my, my intro to Miles Davis. And so when I first heard that, I was like, oh man, this sounds like some Dixieland, like some big band. Like it, it just didn't hit my ear right, right? So I had mm -hmm. to take a step back and I was like, okay, like this isn't what I was expecting with Miles, but I know that Miles exists somewhere. And that's when I went to the 70s Miles. And I was like, oh word, that's what, this is what I was thinking about. This is what I was talking yeah. about. This is what I had in yeah. my head uh, about Miles and, and his genius, right? Yeah, that's interesting. That's super interesting, man. Uh, so you were into big hip hop guy. Um, I, we had a, we had a hip hop conversation recently. Who are like your who's your who's your Mount Rushmore? If you had to if you had to choose, <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on blast with that, but you don't yeah, have to yeah. have the concrete, you know. But yeah, just yeah, wanna... yeah, man. You, you know what's funny? Um, and I know we talk about this in the group sometimes. And uh, we should definitely unpack the group or at least discuss its uh, purpose at a high level so folks kind of understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, know if you wanted to do yeah. that. I didn't know if you wanted to do yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with it because it's not like a secret society. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you never uh, know. Yeah. I, I got my yeah. finger pricked before I, I joined. Right, so, right, know, like... right. I mean, <laughs> honestly, man, so, so the group um, is really intended to be exactly what you described, a, a safe place for black and brown people to exist and to thrive and talk about uh, music and talk about records and you know that conversation you, you typically you know evolves very rapidly into other topics mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. so that's really what I appreciate about it it's a relatively small group but it's um, you know cats are we have a connection with one another as friends and colleagues um, and we respect one another and as far as I know, with the exception of, uh, I met one cat when I was traveling um, earlier this year, but every, I mean, we've never met each other, so it's mm -hmm. all virtual. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. And, and that's really, that was the, the intent was to connect with people uh, and have a safe place to chop it up. And um, yeah, uh, so your, your question about hip hop and Mount Rushmore, man, I, you know, for me, I've actually been pushing back on... Um, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the the white supremacist notion of having a stack rank and prioritize everything mm -hmm. and having to choose something over something else that's kind of a eurocentric view of you know how how that's how our society is, is ran and operated yeah and uh you know i encounter that you know in, in the workplace in, in almost every aspect of my life I and mean, i think we all do to yeah. some degree um but i decidedly push back on that and I don't have to choose one artist over another. You know, I can uh, appreciate 
artists and I can appreciate them for like you were saying with miles, you listen to forties miles and you're like, I'm not really connecting, but then you hear seventies miles. And so it took whatever period of time from you listening to forties miles, seventies miles, you could very easily draw a conclusion and pass judgment and totally miss mm -hmm. the brilliance of the seventies miles. And so I've started to not do that. And I know it's popular and I, I actually used to love to do it, but now I'm oh, like, yeah. look, here's, here's who I like, here's who I'm into. And more importantly, one of the things that, um, you know, this like sharing music with people, like oh, yeah. when yeah, you yeah. put, when, when, when you put me up on something or I put you up on something or I send you a record, say, Hey man, listen to this. Like to me, that connection, uh, is far more valuable than me trying to be reductive and, boil someone down to hey i listened to an album i didn't like it so therefore that artist is you know trash and yeah. you, you see that a lot right and so um i push back on that man but you know i can tell you from a hip-hop perspective nah nah i thought that was i, th uh, I think that was a beautiful yeah. answer man i do want to know who you're into but uh, and i think we fell on the same side of that that discussion because mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm slowly getting to that that perspective as well where it's just like yo, know, like how how do how do we get to this point where like music which is you know purely subjective and, and art based how do we get to this yeah. point where we're like we're we're relay racing these these people mm -hmm. and their creation and, and their their effort toward this thing it, it's it's a really weird thing that i yeah I, I just can't wrap my head around either at this point so i do remember agreeing with you on that but i still i i want to know who, who do you like? Who do you mess with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mentioned Native Tongue earlier. Um, Good group. That, that that really, that whole world really affected me. Yeah. Um, you know, with some of the people that unfortunately are, are uh, passing far too young. Oh, my God. You know, um, just lost Biz. Oh, my God. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. 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 We, we lost and, someone and, else, too. Um, Gift the Gab, I know you've yeah, had yeah, yeah. uh, recently from Black Delicious. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, man. RIP, man. But, but, uh, Doom, of course, you know, I yeah. know you and I have Huge. that connection. Huge. Someone that I've, um, <clears throat> he's had a profound impact on me. Uh, not only me, but I mean, the question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But me specifically. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, uh, you know, all the way back to KMD and third base, gas face, you know, I was, he, he stood out to me, you know, yeah. and so it was nice to see the evolution. And the arc over over the decades, kind of like you were explaining, you know, touching on with Coltrane and Miles, like a very similar trajectory where the growth is is um, was important for me to see. And so I, I, I enjoy his music. Um, and you know, there's new cats too. Like I, I hear some of these new cats. I mean, Kendrick is Kendrick phenomenal. Yeah, you to can't me. have a rap discussion without bringing that kid yeah. up. That kid, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's a lot of cats, man. Well, well, that's that's cool. And something I want to kind of go back and touch on is, so when I was introduced to Miles uh, with Birth of the Cool, I didn't like it. I, it didn't sit right with me, right? Whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. It did. It didn't. It didn't feel right at the moment. But guess what? What happened over time? It felt right. Uh, so yeah. after after finding Seventies Miles and his fusion fusion stuff. Uh, what happens, I think, or what's supposed to happen to us is that if you go back or if you go forward, what you're supposed to do is 
try your best to understand what's going on in this era. So the reason why 40s miles didn't sit right with me is because that era of music sounded weird to me, right? But mm-hmm. understanding 70s miles and then going back and saying, oh, okay, so this is how he sounded and this is how he distinguished himself from sounding like everybody else in the 40s. And he continues to do that in the 50s and 60s and, and, and into the 70s. Continues to try and, and, and innovate um, as Miles is so noted, so noted for. Um, and he does an amazing job with doing that. Same for Coltrane, same for Doom even. You can say that about any artist. And, and that's something that I really try and harp on is wherever you catch an artist, don't let that be sort of what you said. Don't let that be the end point of where you're into that artist because you never know. You, you don't know what the trajectory is um, for that artist. You, you, you can like their later stuff uh, or if you go further enough back, you could like their earlier stuff. So you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I love that perspective. Um, one of the things that I think me and you end end up agreeing on and, and, and falling on the same side of in a lot of discussions in, in that group um, revolve around um, liberation and what does black liberation look like and, and, and what does liberation mean to black people, et cetera, et cetera. You have an IG page that is title that is called black liberation music uh that's a really cool name uh what does that mean to you when you first founded that page what were you trying to accomplish with that page yeah man um well initially that wasn't my name Uh, so so initially it was uh uh, a pseudonym another name that that i that i use that i've used uh for a long time um but you know, I started to part of the the healthy frustration, I'll call it, with observing the online community and seeing how you know things were commodified. And you you touched on this how the the universal artistry of people that I that I like and respect and listen and purchase their music and listen to their music. Uh, a lot of times, those are black folks, and how those black folks were being extracted from the music. Right. And so now we're uh, trophy chasing and, you know, we're we're, you know, you've got Indiana Jones out here trying to dig up all the the, the old, you know, mono, you know, RVG, plasty light ear, blue notes, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I'm not and I'm not I, I want to I don't want to disparage that because, you know, like you said, subjective. It's people's money. They can do with it what they wish. Yeah. But I started to feel a, sep- a real separation from that. And, uh, you know, you look at the hat, the hat, I think really it originated with hashtags and um, all the hashtags that were being associated with black music, yeah. so-called jazz music that, that, that I know and love. And, uh, I, you know, I wanted to kind of push back on that. And so I said, okay, well, what is this music to me? Well, it's black music. Mm-hmm. That is a, that is, you know, an ocean full of Huge. artists. Minus and, well and, be and, music itself, yeah, right? Right, right. And so, yeah. And so the moniker, the moniker of uh, Black Liberation Music, to me, it, it, it narrowed it down enough to how I see the music, right? And so, you know, not specific to a genre, not specific to a time period or an artist or, a, um, you know, a, a sub-genre, sub 
categorization. You see that a lot now. Mm-hmm, the spiritual mm-hmm. jazz is kind of the hot, you know, hot topic. Oh my button, god! Yeah, which, I gotta, uh, I gotta ask you a question about that actually, because I, I would love your perspective yeah. on that. Um, so I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off, but I, I'll, I'll yeah. ask it now. There's a really weird thing that I'm trying to sort out in my head. So there's free jazz, right? And under this is how I think about it. So correct me if I'm wrong. But under the umbrella of free jazz lives spiritual and experimental. No, is that kind of how you see it, or is it, or is it different in your head? Because that's how I always imagine it, right? It's like okay, yeah. free jazz encompasses a lot of stuff. There's even some stuff that yeah. may be left off. But like under that is experimental or future futuristic jazz, uh, improvisational, yeah. and then it's spiritual, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I think it's subjective. I think you can okay. call it whatever you want to call it. You can lead um, off I, spiritual I think, if you want. You, well, I, again, I, I think it's a Eurocentric approach to putting labels mm-hmm. on things mm-hmm. that you don't understand mm-hmm. to help people quickly identify how they can position it and how they can categorize it so that they can either dismiss it or mm-hmm. they can lean into it and learn that's, more about it. That's incredible. Yeah. So that, and that's the danger. Right. That's yeah. the danger, um, in my opinion, in, in my opinion. No, so, I'm right there with you. so, yeah. So so for me, you know, when I think about unstructured, uh, uh, you know, tonality and, and, and musical composition, uh, you know, Ornette Coleman is, is infamous for yep. kind of deviating, you know, off the beaten path. And there are many, many others uh, that did it, you know. Certainly after, but there were even arguably folks who did it before, yeah. and that's what my ear is drawn to. That's what I that's what I really enjoy listening to mm-hmm. is uh, beyond metered time and um, and you know harmony and melody, a feeling and emotion. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's perfectly melodic and harmonic, and other times it is a a, a, a gut feeling that there's nothing. It's an expression that that only that, and as as black folks know this, right? I mean, you coming from the church, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I grew up, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. The the um, the spirituals, you know, and the songs that we sing in church. Um, I mean, really, it's the basis for a lot of what we're talking about for black music, uh, and and all, all these all these so called so called genres, and then all that all that is birthed from blues, right? And so yeah. it all comes full circle. So again. For me, man, um, if your ear is drawn to it, dope. You listen to more of it, speak more of it out, if it's, then it's just not for you, and it's okay. That's a dude. That's a really interesting perspective, um, and one of the reasons why, like, I enjoy talking to you so much. I don't want to say it's European in nature, but because I get where you're going with that that African expression, that, that old expression mm-hmm. that we used to have, we, we still carry it in, in the, in elements of the church and in gospel music, you'll still see it. It's very, very prevalent still. Um, and, and if you ask somebody what it means, no one's able to tell you what the hell it means. It just mm-hmm. means what it means, you know, right, and you have right. to figure it out for yourself. There's no conversation around what Miss Sarah did in church today, because what Miss right. Sarah did in church today is what she did in church today, you know. So yeah. I think yeah. that that I think that that it really clicks when when you say things like that. And so, but right. yeah, I, I mean, I've learned so much from all you guys, and and hearing all of the different perspectives is even the ones I don't necessarily agree with all the time. Um, it's very much necessary, and this is very much what our community needs, you know. So yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, man, that's that, that's good, man. And respect uh, to you as well because it's bi-directional. You know, every um, your presence on the call. I mean, just knowing you and and chopping it up with you, uh, you add you add something to the conversation. Uh, I add that, nothing. That's me. <laughs> <Dude, laughs> <there you go. laughs> uh, no, man. No, seriously. I mean, your 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 perspective. And honestly, that's why I reached out. I um I don't know how I came to know of your podcast. It may have been the Tone Poet episode you did with Ryan. Mm, uh, I, mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I picked up on it on one of the forums or something. And I don't know, something about it stood out. So I listened to it. And then you intrigued me, and I was like, "All right, here's a cat who's speaking his truth, um, who ha- is creating a platform." And so, yeah, man, I was intrigued, and so I, I went back to your back catalog and I started listening to stuff, and I was like, "Man, this this cat, yeah, I mean, you have something to offer. I really like like what you were saying and how you were communicating it." And I so, yeah, I you know I took a leap of faith, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna see if he wants to join." I appreciate. And that. frankly, that's how. That's how that's how everybody that's that's on the call at the moment, you know, they all have I've had a similar experience with everyone in, in different ways. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. And and I appreciate that context too, because I, I, I definitely definitely felt like, you know, like the the stepchild for a minute, but I'm glad to know that like, okay, cool. Everyone gets the that that reach out and that's cool. So I didn't know how it worked. So I really appreciate that. Um I uh, really appreciate the the kind words, by the way. Um, I, I didn't pay him to say it, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> but I really appreciate it. Uh, I'll slide you something after after the call. <laughs> word up, word up. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, speaking of one of the things we talk about sometimes too in the group is this next question, and I want to ask you straight up without any type of uh, preferential treatment. But are you a purist or are you a snob? Snob's not a bad thing, by the way, but who, hmm. who are you? A snob or a purist? Man, that's a good question. Uh, how do you define purist? That's a great response. That's the same <laughs> response Travis had, by the way, and that's good. I'll explain. <laughs> so the way I think about it is all about the music, that's a purist. All about, or not all about, but more about the pressing the sound of the record, um, the, the issue, you know, all all, all the, all the I, I don't want to say new stuff, but all of the cool mm-hmm. stuff, I guess. And, and again, no judgment because those people are important. Uh, I think of mm-hmm. them, I think of a snob as being more toward the audiophile thing. Um, Got it. While a purist is just like, get me the music. I don't really care what format it is. I can listen to it in my headphones. I can listen to it in a CD player. I can listen to it on an 8-track. Uh, which eight tracks are making a comeback, by the way? <laughs> no, <Nah>, I'm kidding. <laughs> they may, they may make a comeback. But I don't know. Right, um, right. You never know. <laughs> you never yeah, know, bro. Yeah, um, man, it's a good question. I, I probably fall more into the purist category. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, my my goal is to archive and preserve as much of this as I can um, mm. uh, for the future, you know, whomever, mm-hmm. wherever that may be. And, um, so I have a lot of records, but it's certainly my, my, my listening habits aren't restricted to that. I mean, I, you know, I'll meet the music where, wherever it is. And frankly, in the last two decades, a lot of it's been digital. And so yeah. that's what I, um, if it's something that, that I'm, I'm digging and I want to listen to it, then 
you know, I'll, I'll buy the flag files off the band camp. I'll get the mm-hmm. CD, whatever, whatever the case may be. So I can get the music. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's an awesome answer. And uh, I still buy music, buy music from Apple music. Fun fact, uh, because mm-hmm. I mean, supporting your artist is the mm-hmm. most important piece of it all. Um, I I'm more impressed by my Apple music library than I am my physical music library. <laughs> I mean, both are, mm-hmm. I've, I feel like both are great, but I have so much work when it comes to like, you know, you have to have someone to look up to. And right now I have a, a whole group of black men to look up to as far as like my collection and things I want to acquire and stuff like that. But in the meantime, like I'm proud of where I am with my records, but I'm <laughs> more proud of the the rap stuff I have uh, on my phone, the jazz stuff I have on my phone, the the you know, the country, the blues, all that stuff that I have on my phone. I'm pretty impressed by it. I I, I get the party started, and I, I'm usually the the friend responsible for the aux cord. So like I like that's that. You know up. what I mean? That's like I like that. It's it's a it's a hard job, but you know somebody's got to do it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of yeah. which, um, your collection behind you, you have a super impressive collection, bro. Uh, one you've you know you've sent me stuff to listen to which is awesome i really appreciate that but not only that but like every every time we hop on a call and i and you're in 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 your music room i would imagine um and you have your your record display behind you it's just like life goals like so so i want to know a little bit about your collection um is there a chase nowadays for you and what i mean by that is for a guy like me I'm just now getting out of the chase. So uh, usually there's an artist that I'm always chasing. Like early on, obviously, was Miles Davis. Miles Davis is probably the most important musician to me um, mm-hmm. at this point, right? Um, and then shortly after, I got most of my Miles fulfillment, right? I got all the the must-haves and the need-to-haves and all that stuff. I started to get into Sun Ra. So Sun Ra... Still haven't got a lot of the Sun Ra stuff, but I got most of the stuff that I really wanted, right, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And now I'm at a place where it's like, who, what am I chasing? What am I, what am yeah. I looking for? Have, do, do you have those moments? And, and if you do, what, what do you, how do you satisfy that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do have a want list, but it's pretty small, man. And I, I hold myself accountable. Um, mm-hmm. The, the the market's crazy right now. So oh my God. you know the the, the, the seller's the, market. The free, yeah. I mean the, the the free market for records is as high as the market will bear. And right now the yeah. market is bearing yeah. a very, you know, premium high dollar for for records Oof. that that I would say I on my want list is probably a dozen or so records that mm-hmm. are, you know, if I were to either they're not available, I haven't seen them in years. And if I do, I'll pick them up. Or they may be out out of reach. Dude, I, I saw I saw I saw a the pyramids, uh, King of Kings.
that record. Mm-hmm. $350 on Discogs, bro. Now, yeah. again, yeah. I know this record is worth it. because It's worthwhile, right? Like, this is a very a great record. Very important yeah. record in jazz music in Oakland, based a group based out of Oakland, California, for those who may not know. Um, very close, not the same, but very close to some of the, how I talk about, you know, Black Jazz, the Black Jazz record label. Uh, they had their own jazz label as well, the Pyramids. Um, and again, they were based out of Oakland, California. But three hundred and fifty dollars yeah i mean come on man and i guarantee you i know who owns this record it is selling it to whoever is you know willing to buy it right now yeah and so so here's so here's the thing i'm not to cut you off no no go for it it. so i so i bought that record maybe um, maybe almost 10 years ago and uh it was i mean probably 25 30 bucks if that bro now, now, now the the now the jacket is not in the best condition. You know, it's got this you know, one some isn't of those, either. This one is a is a yeah. good. It's it, he listed it as good, but he sells it yeah. for two hundred three hundred fifty dollars. It's yeah. crazy. But 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 to your to your earlier question, you know, meeting the music where it is, um, that's a record. To, and, and I could be wrong, but I think that record is well. It's only been on, available on vinyl for the longest time. There may 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 be a CD or. You might be able to get it somewhere, you know, digital files. Mm-hmm. But so if you want the music, then you have to get the record. That's kind of been my experience for mm-hmm. some of the more obscure stuff that I'm after. And uh, yeah, so either you're going to pay 350 or you're just going to be out of luck. I think I'm going to be out of luck on that one because I've I've been hoodwinked <laughs> before, man. I, I told you guys in the group uh, and shout outs to Gabriel uh, who told me he was like, yeah, man, you pay too much for that. That Mario, that Mario yeah, Weston record. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care, man. I wanted the record, you know, but mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you can only do that so much. Right. Like you can't you can't continue to make your, your I mean, you got to be responsible, like you said at the very beginning of this question. You know, you got to be responsible. You you have you're an adult like you know, there's something there's sometimes where you can be a little reckless and you can, you know, do something a little crazy. Uh, but, you know, I just like hearing the old stories about how college was so inexpensive. You know, I hate hearing the stories of how you guys <laughs> used to go into these record shops and pick up these records for like 10, 15, 20 bucks, because now because it's a seller's market. You yeah. can't get this record unless you're willing to spend real money on it. Like it's crazy. Yeah. 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 But you know, I, that's true, but I think it's a wave also, you know, right now, mm. uh, so-called jazz is really hot mm-hmm. and, uh, they're more trophy pieces. I would venture to say, uh, again, not to disparage, but my, my hypothesis is most of these cats don't actually listen to these records that, that they see, that they see on IG that, you know, they want to go after. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that point aside, um, you know, it ebbs and flows, man. Some of these records that are going for a premium, they will become available when people move on to the next thing. Next thing, yeah. You'll, yeah. Be, you, you'll be able to scoop it up. Well, speaking of that, man, like, uh, and I know I want to wrap things up because, again, I know you have, have things going on. But uh, speaking of um, the, the wave, like, one of the biggest waves right now is the subscription, right? Like, the record subscription. Mm-hmm. Vinyl Me Please. Uh, there's all types of other subscriptions. I just canceled my Vinyl Me Please subscription, by the way, because they didn't deliver. 
on one of my records and charged me for it still. Uh, and mm. then went on to the next month and decided to just kind of, oh, like, yeah, we forgot about that last month. You paid for it, but like, give us your money again. And I'm like, nah, we're not doing that. So, <laughs> so I canceled that subscription, but are you a fan of that stuff? Because I feel like going into your last point, like that's a part of the whole wave of this, right? Like the services, like right on me, please not saying that this is bad because I think that they all mm. serve a purpose. Like, right. Like I think right on me, please. And uh, there's a, there's another one that's on the tip of my tongue, but I, I can't think of it right now. Um, but and, and then Amazon's doing one too, I hear, uh, which is, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I'll subscribe to that one of record of the month or whatever, but you know, everyone already feels bad about buying from Amazon as it is. So like, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to keep playing, you know, playing into that. Right. Amazon, just like, yeah. just let us keep buying from you and, you know, feel bad <laughs> afterwards and then, you know, take right. our money and then leave. Like, right. don't, don't right. try to sign us up for another su subscription that we're going to end up hating ourselves for. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so long, long question, but I'll wrap it up with, again, just uh, what do you feel uh, the vinyl me pleases uh, their role is and, all of the wave stuff um, because I know some people feel weird about it. Yeah. It, uh, you know, honestly, man, I, I think it's, if they are introducing people um, mm -hmm. to new music mm -hmm. uh, and, and my understanding is over the years, they've, they've significantly improved their quality. I yeah. think they're doing some yeah. stuff with QRP tip top and some other. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I think it's, I think it's all good. I think if they're putting people on and more people are getting into vinyl, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for the music. It's a good thing for the artist, as long as the artist is getting paid, which is you know something I'm I'm big on. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's all good. And honestly, uh, I I think it might have been. I don't know how long they've been around, but I want to say probably four or five years ago. I actually had a DMP subscription because mm -hmm. uh, they had a donuts pressing that mm -hmm. i really yeah. wanted yeah. and that, that that drew me in and then nice. you know, i did a couple months and it was cool i got a couple alternative records that i you know wasn't familiar with okay so i think if you're willing to allow someone to curate um your listening experience or at least a portion of it now i i think it's a good thing i think if you're just getting into vinyl i mean they're they're a pretty solid option since I've been a member, which I started about two, about, about a year and some change. Was it a year and some change? Yeah, a year and some change. I, I used to buy, mm -hmm. I used to buy them. I, I didn't want to subscribe at first. I was like, a, you know, all like, I want to say like, you know, rebellious about it, right? At the beginning, I was like, I'm not going to subscribe <laughs> yeah. to that. I, I don't need nobody else carrying yeah. mine. But then what I found myself doing was chasing it on Discogs, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I bought, a flight to Brazil. This is a story I've told before on the podcast many times. Uh, I bought Flight to Brazil by Madlib, which was a Vinyl Me Please subscription uh, exclusive.
Um, yeah. Yeah. And I bought that for 60 bucks. And at that point, this was like three, four years ago. Um, yeah, I think three, four years ago. Yeah, maybe somewhere around there. I don't know. But um, but at this point it was like, yeah, I think I maybe should subscribe. Because like I, I paid essentially double what that record was when it first came out. I mean, the, the record yeah. came out, it was a thirty dollar subscription. You got that record. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh. I guess I mm-hmm. should do it, you know, and and, yeah. and in that sense, I started doing it. So, yeah, yeah, I have that record. Good record, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, I had it. Um, I sold it. Uh, I had. Uh, we were talking about this off air, but I had one of those moments, you know, one of those long stints of unemployment, and I needed the dough. Um, and I sold it. I sold it for a pretty penny. Um, but that's not my proudest moment either because I'm not a flipper. And, you know, like, so it's just one of those mm. things where it was like, I took advantage of a situation, but like, that's not who I am though. Right. Like, it's not yeah. like, yeah. I'm not running yeah. out here buying records to flip them. I just, that record was worth a lot of money. I needed that money. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, close my eyes. Yeah. Close my eyes and I gave it away, man. I was like, Hey, never yeah. again, never <laughs> again. <laughs> no um i I got two more questions here we got about five minutes before you know i don't know if uh again i don't want to like hold you or anything but like i hope i can't hold you a little little longer if it's a little over five minutes but uh you know if you sign out right at seven i won't be mad either (laughs) so you're just like click (laughs) i gotta go sorry (laughs) just gonna dip out no i'm good Uh, i'm good you're good cool cool uh so one of the one of the questions i have is what is the most expensive record you've ever bought yeah um in terms of the price you paid not the, the most not the, the price i paid not okay, the value, got it, yeah. Got it. yeah 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 uh there are two that are, are i paid what i would consider uh a ton of money uh that <laughs> beyond my budget i would say yeah okay um, but there were records there were reg- there were records that i I, i've wanted for a long time and you just don't see them so the first is uh db schreier he's a uh, a uh, tenor saxophonist out of Philadelphia. No. Uh, I think he was an educator. Um, as a matter of fact, I pulled it because I was going to, I know you're going to ask the question. Uh, <laughs> nice. So this, yeah. So this record, man, he, uh, this is a phenomenal record. Beautiful cover. And uh, as far as I know, it's the only, it's the only record that he put out. And uh, it's a quartet uh, out of Philadelphia. Uh, recorded in 1967 at mm. Community College, mm. and man, I I, I heard um, for the longest time I couldn't even get digital files. So there's a, a song or two, I think Ravesh, and there's another track that might be on YouTube, and um, yeah, and I just absolutely fell in love with his tone. It's it's a live recording, so I mean, and you mm. can hear they're in the club, you know that. The, that the, the drinks recording. And the, yeah, 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 awesome. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, but he goes hard, man. He goes super hard, and um, awesome. And and I wanted this record for a long time, and and so I told myself, okay, if it pops up in any forum, any you know, online, in person, whatever, I'm just gonna make it happen. So mm-hmm. I need to listen to that record, uh, and so it, it popped up online, and I copped it, mm-hmm. and actually, I think it's a signed copy. And his one, someone in his family, maybe his niece or nephew or someone, was on IG. It's been posted a few times. I okay. Think it right there. Oh, nice, it's been, nice. It's been posted a few times, and uh, 
someone in his family said, hey, I really would like to get this record. And I, I've had thoughts of even like, I don't know if I want to give him my copy, but I, I've had thoughts of like, man, they probably deserve it. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting. I do. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. little take right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, do you yeah, do you so, give that family heirloom to to the family member? Or right, like, right, right. Which is aligned with my my principles and morals, man. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, they, you know, test. It's so, a test. I don't know. Yeah, it's a test. But you know, I would think about this test like this, and I would fail it essentially. I'd be like, that's not even their family member. Like, that's probably like some <laughs> po- like some po- like poser Maybe. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody like, Possibly. oh, I'm gonna get him with this. Like, hey, I'm his cousin. I'm his, you know, like, I want to. Yeah, get that'd that be right. horrible. That'd be yeah, that'd be the worst. Uh, no, but, but it, that's it's mine. Awesome. It's mine for the moment. I'm holding on to it for the moment. Where, where respect. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was in the four hundred dollar range. Oof. I can't remember Oof. if it I was ain't got three fifty no. or four hundred. Yeah. No, it was no, it was it was one of those rare rare treats, man. And uh, again, you don't see them. So I and I told myself, yeah. okay, I'm not messing around. If I see it, I don't. I really don't. Within reason, I mean, if I physically have it, then I'll do it. And I did it. That's the hardest and thing. This, yeah. Go ahead. And this is the other one. Um, so this is Abdul Ooh. Wadud, Ooh. Uh, you know, the cat uh, from Black Unity Trio fame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's. Uh, killer killer celloist and so this is actually a solo record by myself This is another one you don't see very often. Uh, yeah, I've never and I, seen I think, it. Yeah, uh, and so one tidbit: this is uh, Raheem Devon's father. What? Yeah, yeah. That is dope. I, I think. Yeah, I think his first name is. Uh, I can't. I can't remember his name, but his last name is Devon. He's from but, Chicago. He's from Ohio, right? Like Raheem Devon, right? I, or maybe he's from DC. Where Maybe. Well, I, I know I know Black Unity Trio. Um, they're from Ohio. Was in Ohio. Yeah, so Ohio, he was yeah. either from there or passing through. That is dope. That, recording. that is yeah. super dope, though. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. And and the cello. That's interesting. That's that's like uh, in my opinion, that's like the tuba in jazz, right? Like that's one of those things you, you don't <laughs> see a lot, but you when you see, see it, it yeah. it's like either yeah. really dope or it's really bad. So yeah. I, I take it as I, really dope. Yeah, and, and and so that's that's a good point. So in my experience, um, I'll tell you an active celloist who is super dope is uh, Tamika Reed. She's mm. out of Chicago. Okay, I'll write associated that down. with AAC, she's associated with AACM, and she's all over recordings, her own recordings. She's done stuff with um, Mary Halverson and a bunch of people. Mm. There's probably no less than thirty recordings that are you could easily pick up um, from the store that have Tamika Reed on them celloist super dope that's dope i want to go back really quick though because it kind of touches on your your obsession and your your love for for free jazz and i just i just want to understand where that comes from because 
for a lot of people, and, and I'm saying this because you, you hit me to Tamika Reed and you've you've hit me to other artists. Um, thinking about Matana, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. where free jazz is scary for a lot of people. I did a whole episode about how my journey with it came from uh, an old mentor of mine um, who used to live in the same building of, as me. And the way he taught me to listen to it was extremely was in an extremely melodic way which i think was kind of maybe the wrong way because i can only follow a melody of free jazz meaning that like once it gets into that chaotic super self i call it chaotic and i hope that's not offensive to the free jazz community but uh (laughs) but it's it's one of those things where once it gets into that that realm of being super self-expressive um I almost have to bow out or, or like, Mm -hmm. or pray for that moment where the melody falls back in, which sometimes it Mm -hmm. happens. I'm thinking about Pharaoh, right? Pharaoh does this a lot. He does Mm -hmm. this very well where he'll, he'll do something super crazy and then he'll fall back into like this amazing, beautiful melody. And it's like, I find myself waiting for those moments because it's like, not that I can't stand that, that expression, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know how to receive that necessarily. So I, I always want to know when when I'm in the presence of a free jazz lover, like what is wh- where does that come from, and how do you how do you turn that on or discover that? Yeah, also? yeah, man. I you know for me it's it's all about emoting. Uh, it's all about an expression that communicates uh, a feeling that I can connect with, and mm-hmm. and um, there's sometimes where words just don't get it. I mean, that, I think that's what makes music as the, the healing force so powerful is it goes beyond, um, you know, verbal communication and articulation. It, it's, it's a whole different thing. And so for me, I think free jazz does that, um, you know, Coltrane is, is, is the root, um, in my listening experience. And then from that trunk of the tree, it branches out in all sorts of different directions. And so what I, what I, what I typically look for, and there are certain things that help me, through the journey, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, so-called jazz, piano, or cello, mm-hmm. uh, usually a, a, a quartet or quintet type okay. format yeah, yeah. Uh, really works for me. I think Cheryl's a great example of, he really kind of toes that line between between the two. Um, and he can, I mean, even, even on some of his more popular records, he goes way out yeah yeah yeah. right he'll get out there Uh, it's like yeah hold on i'm trying to keep up (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but but if you go with him man it it, it can be quite rewarding and you know it's something you have to have to tune your ears to uh because certainly as i started to get into it i was drawn to it uh some of it was off-putting uh in the beginning and some of it still is off-putting frankly Mm. Uh, Mm. Mm. but you follow that you follow that yeah and not run away from it like i'm doing you follow it and you say okay cool that's right this is uncomfortable, right. but em- embrace that. Oh, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Interesting. Because yeah, there, there are moments where, I mean, and, and I thought for sure that you were going to, you were going to answer that question by saying drugs, like not saying that you're a drug <laughs> user, but saying that that would be, because there are moments where like, take Sun Ra, for example, he's a great example of this for me. Sun Ra was so misunderstood when I first got into him, but mm-hmm. When it when when I got into Sun Ra, one of the things that did actually help me was being inebriated while listening to him once, and that's when something kind of clicked. And I was like, "Oh, I get this guy now. I get what he. I get what the expression yeah. is." And yeah. and so not in 
encouraging people to do drugs but <laughs> saying that <laughs> saying that sometimes i think being inebriated uh does i think help um in the expression piece or, or the understanding of the expression piece um yeah with certain artists i think that that definitely should be i don't i don't know if pharaoh would be in that category because i feel like his stuff is so religious like i feel like his stuff is like mm-hmm. so spiritual where it's just like if you were it's like the, if you it's the church yeah it's, it's the, the church, church. yeah so yeah. you can't yeah. be high going yeah. to church you gotta you gotta be cool yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah man I, you know something else that helps me and I, i've heard you use this term um uh you know deep listening deep listening and so and so again getting back to not separating the the artist and the person from the artistry and the music um is important and so understanding their history their background their journey how they got there that helps me listen uh, in a new light mm. right and so i've read uh, not as many as 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 our uh, compatriot Leon, oh, but yeah. I've read, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've read qu- quite a few Coltrane, um, you know, uh, books, and, and have educated myself on his approach and philosophy, and it just adds a richness, a, a layer of richness and mm-hmm. uh, context to the music, and it a lot, it forces me to go back and continue to study it, and so that helps too. I, you know, I think when listening to free jazz, understanding. You know, what the intent is behind the expression is, is important. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you spoke on on one of my one of my next one of my next victims of the show, <laughs> <laughs> Leon, Sir Leon, who I, yeah. I would love to bring on. Uh, he has he he's has, elusive, man. Yeah, elusive. yeah, yeah. Like Doom, yeah. like he's so much. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I I could just tell he's that's Doom right there, like. Yeah, the the last question you kind of answered already, um, and that was like, what's on your what's on your floor, your chair, your turntable? What is the what is the record that or the records that you that you get the, that get the most play in my collection? It typically is Madlib. Um, it, Madlib stuff just always seems to make its way on my turntable. Like uh, like yesterday, I thought I, I went a few days without even listening to records, and I went to the turntable yesterday, and I picked up uh, I picked up the record off the turntable and it was shades of blue by uh by mad lib um and so it's just it's just weird he's always just like somewhere around like not on the shelf but like on the turntable or in a chair or something like that you have any records like that where it's just like they're never in in their place they're like lingering around the turntable yeah man there there are a few i i try to Stay disciplined and keep things filed. Yeah, um, except for except for my uh, you know things that are coming from new and uh, or used new to me that I put off that I need to clean. Um, but there are a few records that I, I go back to repeatedly. Um, I mean, I love Supreme. It is is for me like that's just a cleansing moment. Every yeah, once in a while, yeah, put that on and just yeah. just wipe the slate. Yep. You know, it's a reset uh, and and you, yeah, you gotta be yeah. careful with that like that's when you you're hitting the the factory reset yeah. button right there yeah because yeah. yeah yeah it's a religious yeah, but yeah man that, yeah exactly there there are several several that uh that i go back to the others aren't coming to mind but um I, i'd say probably eight to ten records that i routinely just i, I keep them as a matter of fact i just you see, I, I keep them pulled out yeah yeah so I, that, I see that yeah i was gonna you know, ask you about like that markers. actually yeah they're like markers yeah. okay Cool, cool. That's dope. That's dope. Well, dude, uh, I'm not gonna hold you any longer. Uh, I can't. You know, you've challenged me 
on um, how we grow our community, which is absolutely something I want to do. I just, I just want to be sure that we're mindful and that um, we're adding people uh, in earnest that, yeah. that, uh, that, that want to be there, that want to, you know, participate and uh, add value to the add conversation. Value. Thinking about things in the detail, I, I could tell that you're a very methodical person um, and that like you're going to get all of the, you're trying to iron out all of the details before you, you know, go to that, that next step. But, um, but I'm super excited to see where this, where this thing ends up, because again, I think it's such a therapeutic, um, such an amazing platform for, for me in particular, I can't, again, can't speak for the other guys. Um, but being able to, to be in the presence, I'm a, I'm a mushy guy, so I apologize, but being able to I'll be in the it. presence <laughs> of, of four or five other brothers who are just like, look, man, like, this is what it is. And we just, whatever, however we wish to talk about it, we're going to lay it out like that. Again, there may be sometimes where it, it brushes up against somebody wrong or in the wrong way, but there's a respect there that's like, hey, yeah. let's talk about how yeah. you said X and like, let's, let's yeah. get it out. Let's get it out why you believe that or why you think that or or why you felt yeah. the need to communicate it like that. I think that that it has to be, we got to get that out because what we see right now in the in, in media and it, it's all based on drama everything so much it's just all about conflict and what mm -hmm. we actually need to be focused on is the, the resolution that comes behind that because that's the most yeah. important piece so yeah, yeah. man um i, I yeah, appreciate it. no go ahead sorry yeah, for, yeah I, I was gonna say real quick man i mean you're you're part of the community man so anything that we can do certainly i for myself anything i can do to help you um just let me know man i'm there you, dude you've you've been you've been a real a real blessing i i uh i'll yeah yeah let's let's wrap up the show uh <laughs> this has been another episode of the record spinner podcast you got anything you want to you want to push not you know not saying that you know anybody's going to click or anything because you know they're all out there doing whatever they want to mm -hmm. do but um mm -hmm. but you got anything you want to push or, or people to see you or anything man just um just respect to the community respect to all the black and brown folks that are out there um and the allies that are um finding their way we're out here um let's connect one of the things i, I really feel passionate about is adding um some women to, to mm, our community um I and, and uh, yeah. really really in including them in the conversation i'm just trying to think of the right way and the, the right person you know mm -hmm. to, to um to help us evolve in that way i i just i just i know there's value there and i the last thing i wanted to do is a bunch of dudes sitting around um pontificating on, on ourselves so no, yeah, yeah yeah man that's awesome that's awesome well this has been another another episode of the record spinner podcast uh thank you for joining me and you can always feel free to email me with questions at the record spinner podcast at gmail.com or reach out to me on ig at rebirth of the cool that's been my time thank you again to dalton for stopping by really appreciate it bro peace respect brother peace